The Arcane Dice Podcast presents This week on the Arcane Dice Podcast, the heroes make it to the town on the shore to Gauntlegrim. Stormbearer has a run-in with thieves while in town. Mortor finally stands in front of the massive gates of Gauntlegrim after being exiled for many years. Be prepared for our newest edition. Dungeon Crawl Legacy of the Mad Mage Coming soon to the Arcane Dice Podcast. All this, and more on this week's episode. So sit back, relax and enjoy this episode of the Arcane Dice Podcast. I'm here. I was just, uh, I got my phone plugged in and charging while we were waiting, so. Oh. What's his charge at? To, like, 89% right now. Oh, oh we're wow. good. We're good. Oh, yeah. We'll be excellent. I kind of feel like this episode should be a counterpoise to our previous episode. Kill everything? We just, we just yeah. Kill everything? Yeah. Fucking, like, no talk. We just, you see something, you start throwing spears, spells, and hammers at it. Uh, anybody else think it's funny that the person who says no talking is Mortor? I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yes. He, he does like the talking. Our offer, no talking, we all study, we all go to a library, we enrich our minds. <laughs> Two different guys. Uh, I don't know. Can I pick these in this? Okay. Say again. I think she was talking to Jesse. Okay. Not everything's about you, Mortor. That's rude. I want to talk to Jesse too. Oh, we live pretty close. Mor- Morley, do you want to come over for some craft dinner with peas and bacon in it? Peas and bacon. You. Yes. But not at the risk of infecting everybody with COVID. So. Fuck! There. Did you just hit the PTSD right there? What? Macaroni and cheese with peas. That was the worst fucking breakfast ever. Yep. A breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, it was a delicious breakfast. Oh. Better than the lung. I have leftover peas. But don't throw it in macaroni. Why not? It's that's wrong. It's white cheddar macaroni. It doesn't matter what kind of cheddar it is. You don't throw peas in macaroni. You can have peas on the side. I'll have peas on the side that I'm going to put in my macaroni. (laughs) Well, that would be your choice. Don't, Don't force those peas on everybody. The only time I'll eat macaroni is if it has tuna in it. What? Like I know that's weird. Tuna? Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, I have to have tuna in it. Otherwise, and ketchup? It. Okay. No. The podcast no, is over. Who put ketchup on everything? <laughs> he said he put ketchup on his oatmeal. Tuna and oh, macaroni. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with Bowl you guys? cereal? Ketchup. I, I also could never get past the people who put like ketchup on poutine. I'm like, but you already have gravy. Like, why do you need ketchup? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. 
Hey, ketchup and gravy is the sweet and the salty. The hot and cold. Yeah. Oh, what when I was uh, when I was in Bosnia, uh, one of the Brits there on our RB site, he wouldn't eat anything green, like vegetable wise. He would not eat any vegetables except that bastard would uh, would cut open a potato, stuff it with canned no. tuna dump half a bottle of Worcestershire sauce in it and bake oh. it in the oven. Wow. What? That is just like all that's wrong with British food. Like, right? And that, that is literally the only vegetable I saw him eat uh, in like the four months he was up there with us. That's incredible. Yeah. How, how does he avoid scurvy? I don't know. Uh, some potatoes scurvy have vitamin, vitamin C. In yeah, some potatoes mm-hmm. have vitamin C in them. I don't know if that. I, I I don't know. After what he did to that potato, I I don't think there was any vitamin C left. But like, I'm actually I'm actually surprised like a... he did not like pour sugar over it. Honestly, but mm, that's nasty. Oh, it was that's horrible. Messed up. It did not smell that's good nasty. either. Nasty. No. I, I would imagine it did not. No. You think microwaving fish rations. is bad? Hmm? Better than the British rations. Well, we didn't have to eat British rations. We had fresh food. We could make anything. We, or you order what you wanted and we could make it. Like, that was... We had fresh food. There was no reason to go to that kind of... Uh, I'm 18 and going to college and I don't know how to cook level of whatever, right? Meals well, at were least made. he actually baked it in the oven and didn't just put it in the microwave, right? I don't think we had. When I was a kid, I used to make cheese whiz sandwiches and like fill them with like those apple cinnamon Cheerios. Oh, what? <laughs> See, now I want apple cinnamon Cheerios. Thanks. See, I'm 44. <laughs> I still enjoy cheese whiz sandwich. I can't get past cheese whiz anymore. It just doesn't work. But not the light stuff. I haven't eaten cheese whiz since I moved out. I like cheese whiz. It is a great little snack. I, I can't do it. Put it on crackers, bread, toast, cheese whiz, and toast. Oh man, yeah, that's that's the high life right there. No, no, it is not. It You're is. Wrong. Oh my god, no, no. What I ate yesterday? No. What did you eat yesterday? Um, white, white bread toast with uh, original unflavored oatmeal. On top for two pieces. That's a lot of carbs for you there, mister. Yeah. Yeah. And you what were you, in heaven, weren't you? Were you no. like doing penance? Uh, we were doing uh, <laughs> we were doing a, a version of the Jimmy Jab games. And, and that was the thing that we had to eat. But why, was, why would you do that to yourself? Well, one of the people in our office was leaving on their career course. We won't see them for like four to six months. And uh, and that was their like send off. They were like, "Bye." They wanted to do the Jimmy Jab games. Yep. I, I don't know what a Jimmy Jab game is, but I mean, uh, office? <gasps> the office. Nah. The office? No. The office. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Right. Oh, right, yeah. Right. But if somebody offered me toast with unflavored oatmeal, 
as my going away whatever, um, I probably wouldn't talk to you when I came back. Oh, it was <laughs> it was super dry, so dry. I I can imagine yeah. I'd be like eating sand. Yeah. I'm just thinking, was, well, the Jimmy Jab games, it's like eating all of the food that was like left in the fridge for a long time, isn't it? And it's the person who can eat the most that gets past the challenge. Yep. And, and then there's another one. The most inspired Chinese food. Yep. No, no, no. But I, yeah, no, that is just horrible. Um, you, you're a bad person, Morley. You're, 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 you're a horrible <laughs> friend. I, I, I can't believe I, if they talk to you when they come back, that would be, you know, maybe. Five months will be enough to forget that that travesty you inflicted upon them. But I I will I will caveat this by saying that it was their choice for the food stuff, and I ate it, and I was one of the fastest. And also, there were two dogs in the office, like actual dogs, and I ate this stuff faster than the dogs did. Because the dogs so, are smart, right? I was going to say I'm not sure that's something I would brag about. <laughs> yeah. Too late. I'm bragging about it. I'm owning that. Shit. I'm owning that shit, motherfucker. You, yep. you. That's that is horrible. I. You should feel I, bad. You. <laughs> All, right. All right. Are you ready to start? We are recording. Think so. We are recording. There we go. Perfect. All right. Uh, welcome back to. The Arcane Dice Podcast and our misadventures. Last week, you guys had another eventful day of sailing uh, where you met some sea elves uh, who had come into contact with the uh, the same ghost ship you had, only uh, they left behind a passenger, uh, the cook, Russ. And uh, <laughs> after some painstaking process of figuring out the arcane mathematical formula. Uh, you had managed to find a way to, uh, for Russ to keep a body uh, to mm-hmm. make him a new one and for the boat tree uh, to stay alive. Uh, and in return, the sea elves gifted Ollie uh, a seedling uh, from their tree so that he may grow his own uh, boat tree someday. Uh, I believe we are just on our way to Gontelgrim. Uh, Ollie, you have one quick task this morning as a new day takes over. Uh, I need you to roll for your book of flight. Can I roll for my book of flight? And then after I do that, I gotta meditate a little bit. But uh, Let's see. Like you personally oh, or just your character? Uh... That wasn't any sort of check for the book, was it? Or is it Arcana? And you have a plus 11, don't you? Or a 13 or whatever the fuck it is. 11. Well, if it includes my Arcana, it's a 14. If it doesn't, wow. it was a 3. <laughs> Ooh, unfortunately, 14 is not enough for the third day's check. Arcana. You will have to restart your process there. So, so while Ollie is like deeply invested, in, uh, I just come barging in. And I'm all like, "Hey, Captain! Uh, so, so like, you know, what do you want me to do with like all those blackened areas of the ship? Like, do you want me to like cut them out? Do you want me to try and mend them? 
Should we just paint over top of them? You want me to just like move some ropes on top of it? Maybe we could like, you know, scrub off the poop deck because it actually has poop on it thanks to those dragons, you know. And I'll just I'll just keep going on in her ear, completely distracting her. Don't let him blame the dragons for the poop. <laughs> what a great job for Russ. Ooh. Shit. Bottom of the temple. I wonder if Russ needs Bottom sleep. Of the Jesus. He's he's wood. That's so wrong. <laughs> Bottom of the totem pole. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Poor Russ. See what happens when you feed them and touch them. They grow bigger. <laughs> yep. Uh Mortor. As you Jeez. are chatting with Ollie. Mm -hmm. Uh, this next morning, your beard is feeling a little itchier than normal. Mm. Uh, and normally you would just assume, ah, dirty beard, itchy beard. Uh, but you think something might be moving around in there. Oh, right. What is... As you start digging in there, uh, you feel three small oval-shaped objects, rough to the touch. Uh, and you will find three eggs uh, gently, like, shaking uh, in your beard. Pseudo-dragons mm -hmm. laid eggs in your beard. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... I'm not completely up to speed with the birds and the bees, but I'm pretty sure this isn't how dwarves evolve. And I'll, I'll just, like... <laughs> I'm gonna take this to douche, and I'll be all like, I think I'm a dad! What do you what do you say? Uh Douche, you can roll me a nature check if you'd like. First <laughs> off, Douche is gonna thank his lucky stars that Mortor does not know how to breed. <sighs> nature that's, check, you that's say. That's a big assumption. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen enough in the pubs. I could I could make in the pubs. I could make do. <laughs> yeah. I've been in a few sketches. Ooh, nineteen. Uh First roll is a 19. And what did you say? Nature? Nature. Uh, so that's a not natural 20. Not natural 20. All right. Uh, you know and will recognize these to be pseudo-dragon eggs. Muzzle tough. Uh, can I make a... I guess it'd be another nature check to see what I know about these eggs and what, what we have to do for them. Sure. Uh, you can roll me another nature check. Oh, that's only a 13, so 14 this time. 14? All right. Uh, you'll know that these should be treated like uh, any eggs that like birds would lay. So they put them in a nest, keep them warm, keep them safe. Uh, and they should have within uh, a few weeks. We have to leave them in your beard, so you have to be very careful. You have to keep them warm. All right. All, all, all right. Um, first of all, hello. You know, is this the first time that we've met? Uh, second, I'm already responsible for something that lays a lot of eggs. So, I mean, can I hand this off to somebody else? I mean, 
I, I don't trust Russ with it. He'll probably try and cook them, whatever. Keep like a learning lesson family. for the child. Yeah, it's like when you bring the chickens and you incubate them in your classroom. Evie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that totally sounds like something that a kid couldn't fuck up. Well, ask Margot and Robbie if they assist child. It's okay, I'm Elise's teacher. I give the go-ahead. <laughs> Boom. I, I, I don't think it works that way. Yeah, guess what? Parents can't kind of say no if we're growing dragons in the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, so bring it up to uh, the parents and the child. Uh, the child will be happy to, to look over the eggs and try and keep them safe uh, in the ship. And the parents think of it as just like any other pet. Uh, but pseudo-dragons wouldn't be a bad thing to have on the ship. They work just like cats. They keep vermin away, seabirds away. And they might bring you dead fish every once in a while if they go out fishing. Dragons. So let me get this straight. We have we have uh, a child on board. We've got a mom. We've got a dad mom. No, no, As other mom. Other mom. Uh, Asimer. And we have an, uh, a Pinocchio. <laughs> yes, everybody can hear you, little one. Oh, I like your hair. <laughs> that looks so fun. Look at that bud. Yeah, bobbles in the air. Okay, <laughs> so so we have uh, we've got two adults, a child, and a Pinocchio on board that all like work for the ship. Kay. Do they? Well, I mean, so so here's the thing, right? The kid's not getting paid. Mom and mom are. And Pinocchio owes us a blood debt for life. Well, like, at least at uh, least until he brings one of us back probably. alive. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dragon. I, I like mean, that idea. He has to like resuscitate one of us at least once before his blood debt is. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, depending on how well I roll, that could be done like this afternoon. <laughs> No, oh, here's what's going to happen. This is how Stormy's finger ends up back at that crypt. Is Russ is going to be the surviving member who finds us are burned in blackened corpses and takes a piece of Stormy back to the crypt. Okay, well, we have to, like, educate him on that then. T yeah. To be fair, he's a tree now. I mean, how long is he going to live? Forever. A long time. He ain't got Could no be. strings to hold him down. As long as he's getting sunlight once in a while. <laughs> I mean, unless he pisses well, Stormbearer off. Yeah. I mean, he can't go into Gondorim, but that's ain't no sunlight in the shade, yo. Ain't no sunlight in the shade. Nice. Okay. So everybody's going to end up staying back with the ship, and it'll just be like the four of us that'll go in. Someone will have to stay with uh, okay. At least while it. Uh, are well, you, the, the wires can stay there. Your mic's are, getting a little low. Are you prepared, Ollie, for the possibility of uh, 
Grand Theft Marine. <laughs> watch if somebody tries to get between me and my boat. We won't be there. They could just sail off. Yeah, and I will run after them. <laughs> Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away with me. Oh, the Cartman version is so good. Yeah. Why is somebody trying to steal our boat? Well, I mean... Because it's a boat. Who would steal a boat? It's not like you could put one of those uh, wheel locks on it. No. The entire series of movies based on a dude trying to steal a boat over and over and over again. What if I just take the sails with me every time I get off the boat? What movies are those? Pirates. Hmm? Pirates. Not quickly. Oh. I never really watched them. No, I wouldn't get away quickly, but it depends on how far you are. First one is awesome. First one's excellent. I mean, I guess, I guess technically you could lock the the wheel or the rudders. Yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> Ollie puts a is club that on the actual board. thing. Like, <laughs> is that something that they used to do? I don't think that they after. did. Steel uh, boats. You can chain the rudders. Uh, that means that they can't be steered. So, you I could watch... also lock the anchor down so it couldn't be lifted up. Well, then they just cut the anchor, fucking. I watched this show. Can it's like, like um, have you seen Anchor Chains though? I watched this repo show ship. where yeah. they like repo. It's some sort of repo show. It's on every once in a while. I think on the travel or network or whatever. And they repo planes, fancy cars, and boats. Oh, I remember seeing that one. It's great. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah. They they go in like there's some special operative kind of shit, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, I can see the plane guy because you got to get into the hangar and all that and. But uh, some guy was repoing a boat, and he uh, takes off, and the guy had tied it uh, by the uh, propeller to the dock. No. Yeah, yeah. He takes off. He starts Crunk. trying to take off, and that rope just got all fucking wrapped up in the propeller, still tied to the dock, and there was a an intense start paddling, an intense fifteen minutes or whatever of him trying to cut all the rope away before he came back or something like that. I'm actually a little bit surprised because there's a pin on your propeller that if there's too much force, it'll actually just pop that pin and the propeller will just pop right off. Yeah, sheer pin. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I had it happen when I was out in a boat in the middle of a lake. Yeah, it's possible. You can spin a prop off. Oh. Yeah, but that's oh. that's more of a, I think, uh, you know, small pleasure craft as opposed to uh, the giant kind of yachty thing. That they were repoing. The naughty yachty. That's the gonna be the end of my boat, guys. Yeah. That, yeah. that works so well because it's the ship that's growing out of the fucking woods, so it's naughty, get it? Yep. <sighs> so good. Don't you get our stripper name? <laughs> Too late. If we were given the boat a stripper name, it'd be called the Mercedes. Naughty <laughs> Actually, I I think that would be really funny if the plant that Ollie is growing right now for their boat. Actually, it was like like a tiny little ship, like like just as it's just like a little bat sticking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like two leaves and shit. Goes yeah. into the jar, inside the jar. And in case you're wondering, Glenn, you are back. I am back. Yes, I don't know wow. why. It just it dropped the call. 
Shit. You're back with a vengeance, brother. Sorry, back with uh, back without headphones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're active. It keeps making a pop up appear on my phone, which do you want to switch then to that other... drops me out of the call if I touch it. Do you want to switch to the iPhone? I might. I'm just gonna try plugging these back. Let's see what happens. Are you having fun there, Morley? <laughs> I'm muting everyone. See, you're muted now. You muted yourself. This is awesome. I just realized I can force mute people. This is great. (laughs) This is the best. I'll fucking cut you. (laughs) Nothing there. Oh, actually, Um, Speaking of damage, uh, I was going to ask you again, Glenn. Um, We had talked about... He muted Distance. him. Yeah, I know. So, so that I can talk. I, I don't need feedback yet. Um, <laughs> we had talked about uh, distance for DeWalt, but we hadn't talked about any kind of pluses for damage. Are we really? going to add anything Are to that? A plus three weapon and you think you're getting more? Yeah. No, there was, there was no wow. pluses to damage. And we'll, now we'll never damage. hear Glenn. So, so does it just go further and come back further? Yeah. I mean, that seems like an awful lot of time to spend just to double the distance. No, but you oh, and and it carries me. Yeah, it was only three days. Yeah, three days. Know. Yeah, you were merging two right. magical okay. items together, and you think that that was an easy task? Yes. Must be. It only took three days. Including like coffee breaks, checking the weather, talking yeah. to other customers. They're they're on the dwarf union working schedule. Probably. All right, should be back now. Little you indeed are. All right, uh, we continue our trip to Gauntlet Grim. Um, Lost where I was. Ollie, had you decided uh, if you you said you were going to start trying to grow another boat? So if you want, you can get together a little bucket. And, oh, I don't think you'll have any dirt at all. Uh, can... There's a lot of feces on the board of the boat, from what I've been told. That's basically dirt. That's how you grow things, right? Yeah, I can I can shake up my boots. I probably got like twenty five or thirty pounds of dirt in them. Uh, you can get together some manure. <laughs> uh, uh, plant your seed uh, to start growing. Does this growing. make my plant grow faster because it's manure and it's fertilized? No, three hundred years. Uh, but you can start using his uh, druid craft on it. You can sing to it if you want to. What do you just think of? You know, like, pleasant things or like world domination? I mean, Ollie's not planning world domination. It's just like stories that I heard like from around my tribe and like academic feats and stuff like that. I'll, like, 
get into like the history of a whole bunch of philosophers and things like that, just like talk into it. Mm-hmm. Enthusing to this ship plant boat baby. Boat baby. Alright. You can help it grow uh, as you guys continue on your journey to Gontelgrim. Uh, but we're going to have to think of a way to do. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have you do the checks for your book because I assume you're going to study that every day till you get it. Uh, and the trip to Gontelgrim is is quite the journey. Uh, so can you start rolling me uh, some Arcana checks, please? So in other news, I rolled a one, so it's a twelve. <laughs> well, it's your first. Beats uh, the first uh, daily. Oh, uh, but I am What is going on with Glenn's mic? Yeah, I don't understand what you're saying. Should I go into some like call center scripting? I'm sorry, sir. I can't really understand you. Is there any way that I can get you to move closer to a window or a door for better connection? Nice. Jesse hears that he hates my customer service boy. <laughs> yeah, where you're all like super agreeable and like, <clears throat> oh yeah, no, no, I can totally understand your frustration with that, sir. I share your same opinions on everything. I mean, most of my stuff is like, yeah, I can understand like how frustrating this would be, but <laughs> you still have to pay your bill, sir. Still have to pay your bill. Yeah. Regardless if you received one really big bill, I'm sorry about that, but like, you still used this amount of power, water, and waste service pickup, so you still need to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you were concerned, you should have called us when you didn't receive two bills in a row. That's right. It's always the other person's responsibility to double check mistakes. That's how they get you on soldier pay, taxes, water, heat, and hydro, apparently. Well, like, we sent them a letter and was like, hey, your bill has been delayed. We recently, like, we moved to a new database, so all of our billing got automated. Mm -hmm. So there's, like, peer reviews where people look at that bill and be like, that's not correct. So they're like, disregard your last bill. We're sending you a new corrected one. And yeah, we'd have people call because of their corrected one, and they'd be like, well, what happened? Well, you see here, we charged you a dollar for like $300 worth of power, and now we've fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. Oh, Glenn's back. Welcome back, Glenn. Thanks. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Welcome back, Glenn. Wow. That was loud, your. Very loud. Yeah. It's, it's like you're talking like this close to the microphone when you're, you're talking. You're talking like this. With this to the microphone. Talking. Is this better? Oh, yeah. That is. Yeah. Okay. Are you, on, a, are you on the same one? Are you just not on the headset? Uh, yeah. I'm trying to get the iPhone turned on, but it keeps saying the battery's dead, but I know it's not because I've had it plugged in this whole time. You sure the plug is actually plugged in? Yes, I use the charger I use for my phone. It's not an iPhone thing. My iPhone used to tell me it was dead all the time, even if it was a little bit cold. Like, it's literally plugged in. Yeah. 
I see it. I believe you. I always believe the victim. Oh, there we go. Oh, I have to have the cord at a specific angle. Oh, shitty. <laughs> nice. That's always great. All right. That's fine. On, on other news, though, the all that static cleared up in the background. Yes. Even better. Yeah. That's good. And I get to sit, which is nice. You sit, you're sitting in a chair? You're not laying in bed? Well, I'm I mean, sitting in a chair. He is a filthy casual, right? Yeah. The sound quality is much better now, though. Yeah, it really yeah. is. All right, perfect. Then let's continue on. Uh, you can plant your seed in the manure. <laughs> Polite way of putting it. Um, but let's uh, let's finish up with those checks. That's what we were doing. Yes. Uh, so, 12 <laughs> so my first, first roll was a one, so that makes it a twelve. All right, and second one. It was a one. My second one was eleven, which makes it twenty-two. That is enough for the second one. Give me one more. It is a six, which makes it a seventeen. That is just enough, and now the big one. You roll really high. Big one. Big one. Big one. <laughs> uh, big one, as in like a nineteen will pass, right? <laughs> Very nice. Really? <laughs> okay. Uh, 12, 14, 16, 18. Ollie, along your journey to Gontelgrim, after a few hiccups, uh, you will learn the ability uh, to cast Fly on yourself once per day. Equal to your move speed, and I believe it lasts 10 minutes. Correct. Boom. Very nice. All right. Along the journey, you guys, going to start to see more boat traffic. Uh, this is ships coming to and from Gontelgrim, transporting either precious jewels and ores, or fruits and vegetables and alcohol up north. Um, after several weeks of travel, uh, you guys will manage to uh, come to the shores of the small docking town uh, before making your way inland to the mountain uh, entrance to Gontelgrim. There's not actually just, like, a mountain in the ocean that you swim your boat into. Uh, as you guys are arriving at uh, this town, uh, you can see uh, several warehouses set up. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of, like, residential housing, uh, but there are dozens and dozens of caravan carts, um, almost like a line of ants leaving the city, coming into the city, uh, and hauling stuff uh, from boats to take in, into Gontelgrim. Uh, and as you arrive and you find a spot open uh, to park your boat, uh, again, you're going to have a familiar dockmaster come over to you, let you know that staying here is 10 gold a night, uh, but you will have access to porters to bring your stuff uh, from inside into any of the local warehouses. Sweet. <clears throat> do do we Are need we to... more supplies while we're here? No, Sorry, I, I thought we were. I thought we were selling some shit though. <laughs> all all our shit, mirror, right? Yep. So we don't yes. really need to dock dock. 
Are we staying in the bay again? Yeah, we could just have have the the two moms take the boat up to the bay. Mom and the other mom. Yeah, they know how to boat. Monday, Monday mom and Tuesday mom. Even they, mom and odd mom. Oh my yeah. god, odd mom. So if you want, and leave your ship out uh, off the coast, uh, but you won't have any of the guarantees that it'll be defended if, uh, say, pirates or something were to attack. That's well, right. That's the, it's still in the bay. That's it's the just different. Yeah, but uh, you're, no bay. You pay for the uh, this is just a shoreside town that boats are stopping off on. Uh, so you can park out with other vessels that you see there, but those other vessels leave uh, either an armed guard or they hire uh, other ships to keep an eye on their goods. Uh, but that's up to you. Or you can dock for ten gold a night uh, ah. in town, and they'll guarantee the safety of your view, or your vessel. So we have no idea how long we're going to be there. That's very true. You could set a tab running for a small deposit of 100 gold. Ooh. One honey gold. And we may Sorry, be... there's just like a stream of cars that are driving past my house honking right now. I think they're doing a drive-by for one of my neighbors. Now, if they're doing a drive-by... drive-by, drive-by like birthday or a drive-by shooting? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drive-by <laughs> birthday. Because that happens sometimes in this neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm on mute. My dog is having a meltdown. Oh. I mean, we 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 could run a tab, but we may be leaving in a hurry. That's true. Well, it's up to you guys what you want to do with the uh, with the boat. Well, it's up to the captain of the ship. And the captain is currently uh, indisposed. All right. Um, Mortor, you know that um, you know where the entrances are to Gontelgrim. Yes. Uh, and so the entrance to Gontelgrim is a large cave mouth opening mm-hmm. uh, that leads down into a large central cavern. And I mean, larger than like absolutely massive central castle uh, or cavern. Sorry. Uh, that houses the main gates uh, and towers into Gontelgrim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from that main cavern, you know of other t- tunnels and passageways uh, that would lead you around into the city. Okay. Uh, but to get there, you still have to go to the main uh, mouth of the opening into the mountain uh, that leads you to that grand cavern uh, inside. Uh, the trip from here to there is four days. You can rent a cart in town, uh, and someone can uh, drive you up, or you can buy your own and go yourselves. Uh, but you know it's an extremely well-guarded uh, area. Uh, there's almost no banditry, uh, as Gontelgrim can't afford to lose trade, uh, and the merchants pay a uh, very good fee to keep this defended. Apparently, 10 gold a night. Well, that, that's just for trade. Uh, vessels. Uh, the merchants pay out of pocket to have mercenaries and guards uh, defend the area uh, so that way they don't lose any of their cargo. 
And this is 10 gold a night for uh, dock privileges, Staying at right? the uh, dock privileges. <laughs> what about doing it one night on the docks, one night out in the bay, one night out in the docks, one night out in the bay? <laughs> well, it's four days you know? just to get the walk to Gaunt, so that's four days right there. That's 40 gold. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, if you remember, you guys still have your crew. Like they, they can guard. They can't necessarily guard the ship, but they can keep it moving and like just stay in the area and keep an eye on it. Like, right. If you trust the family to protect your ship. Yeah, but again, like mom all and I mom would do is have them. Well, it's mom, and mom. Don't forget Russ. We don't know anything about Russ. Russ is a tree. He's a cook. We don't you know why he's a dead cook. Talk to him, and you didn't. Oh yeah, own. you guys have had. Um, a few weeks with Russ now, you know that he is uh, a chef from a small town. He decided to uh, join a merchant vessel as their their chef on board uh, before being conceded into piracy after his boat was uh, captured and uh, they were on the lookout for a good cook because good cooks are hard to come by on the, the open sea. Uh, and then that vessel was cursed and he was forced to uh, to serve on that ghost ship. Uh, but otherwise, he's just out for adventure. He likes cooking food and wants to see the world. So, what better way than being a ship cook? No. Uh, and over these weeks, you have learned he is actually quite good. He is uh, a very talented chef. Keeps your meals interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keeps you full. Yeah, so well, what I, you want out of a uh, cook, right? Yeah, I think. I think. So does this cook like a genie? Or a Gordon. <laughs> well, hate Jamie Oliver. We're going with Gordon. <laughs> why, why? Why did we you even have small town chef Jamie Oliver is more small town than Gordon Ramsay? What about Jamie Guy Oliver Fieri? <laughs> why does everybody in the culinary world just hate Jamie Oliver? This episode brought to you by Jamie Oliver's new cookbook. <laughs> just like yelling about it. Okay. He didn't even think about <laughs> Guy Fieri. Uh, Guy Fieri no. is like the best. No, no, he's on fire. You don't want that on your boat, Chase. Yeah. His name. Yeah. Actually, it yeah. doesn't mean fire. Yeah, that's right. Guy Fieri's too hot to handle for uh, to be a. Uh, Ooh, a ooh, what about what about chef. some Paula Deen action? No. Like everything with butter. <laughs> Obviously. And overtly racist. So, he's out. Alton Brown? Oh, I fucking love Alton Brown. He could science up some food for us? Uh, so, um, we're going to have to make a decision on what you guys would like to do with the chef. <laughs> on what kind uh, of chef he's going <laughs> Is he actually going to be a chef? He, I mean, he is your. He'll be your cook. Uh, again, he works as skilled labor. Uh, if you want to keep him on, uh, which is two gold a day. Uh, blood he debt. A blood debt. He works yeah, for free really until he saves one of him. us. As far as he's concerned, y'all just y'all saved the tree, not him. He was already safe. But we didn't kill him. <laughs> wow. Which can very quickly change. Like, normally I kind of expect that from, but holy. You're supposed to be all this edumacated and learned and. 
He clearly doesn't yeah. understand what a blood debt is. Let's educate him. Kill him. <laughs> hey, let's let's just put it this way. Greeks, you know, one of those highly educated societies, uh, you know, brought about modern thinking, Western civilization, all that, yada, yada, yada. Very big on slaves. Okay, before... Before we uh, we give Russ the blessing, uh, I'm going to cast Detect Evil and Good on him. All right. Uh, so this uh, allows you to sense uh, certain types of creatures, correct? Like uh, yes. fays, fiends, undeads? Yep. Uh, he, uh, does Elemental fall under that? Uh, elemental is on there, yeah. Then he will register as an elemental. Okay. Okay. Um, I will. I will use this opportunity to inform him that uh, he may have once been the human known as Russ. Uh, he is now uh, the elemental, um, and he is free to choose his own name because uh, it's it's kind of a re reimagining of himself, um, and that until. Until we see otherwise, um, I I personally am going to assume that he's on our side and one of the good guys. However, should that change, um, I will, and then I will start listing off uh, all the people that I've destroyed in the cities that I've burned and how many ships we've gone through. Um, basically, going back over like the stories to tell from the pub. But we're right. giving it a bit more of like a like a darker like don't fuck with us because like we have long memories and and we'll come we'll come get you. We have hunted uh, down you, three uh, of the top five sorcerers in the world. Yeah, hunting down a cook on a boat would be yeah. a pleasure and fun. And and you're no and you're no like Steve Seagal or whatever the hell his name is, right? Like you're just a fucking cook. All right. Oh, we should have called him Steven Seagal. His name is Russ. Russ the Seagull. Uh, Stormy, anyway, while you guys are figuring out uh, docking fees, if we're at the dock or whatever it is, he he is, uh, there's dry land, he's on it. Noted. Uh, I rolled a 15 for intimidation. 15 for intimidation? All right. Uh, He is intimidated. I mean, he's just a considered a commoner so an elemental commoner an elemental commoner uh he says look i don't i don't want any problems okay so uh he's a commoner elemental sorry go on and glenn uh so he'll be intimidated by you uh and he says look i don't want any trouble and i'm just trying to live my life i want to see the world if you can offer that and I can offer you good food. I think we got ourselves a fine deal. All I ask is a small allowance. <laughs> we give you the small I, allowance of life. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, that, that kind of, that sounds pretty reasonable, right? Like, that doesn't sound evil or anything. Are you, uh, are you a drinker? Are you a gambler? Like, what kind of a guy are you? Uh, and he says, and he gets this, this, this look on his face of, like, Someone who's done some stuff, 
Uh, and he says, we, we all have our vices. Oh, he's a gambler. Mm, shit. Okay. Someone who's done some stuff, eh? Has he killed a kraken? <laughs> I have 80 copper coins. Would that be enough for his allowance for, like, the next foreseeable f- future? If he's a gambler, he can make money off of it. That's like a gold. It says, it says this, I will travel with you, and I will cook for you. But when we get to shore, I would like five days leave and 50 gold. Ugh. 50 gold. 50 gold. Mm. I mean, but he says, it does not matter how long we are on the sea for. That is all I ask. It seems like a lot. <laughs> we would have to validate being on the sea for 50 days at a time for that to be worthwhile, because he was asking for one gold a day originally. He was asking two. For two gold a day. Yeah. And, and you know, Ollie, if we never dock... Then technically we still at you sea. You never have to pay him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I enjoy that technicality. We can just walk to shore. <laughs> well, I mean, he's an elemental. He would probably be like, Bloop, like right to the he bottom. He just float to shore. Yeah, uh, that's that's possible, I suppose. Uh, you know what? Uh. I think this will probably be a conversation that comes up before Stormbearer jumps off the boat or whatever, but he'll just throw 50 gold. Actually, he'll just throw 100 gold right. down. It means nothing to him, right? He'll just throw 100 <laughs> gold down. Here's some coins. And just, you know, basically sort it out amongst yourselves. I mean, because there's uh, the two moms as well. Oh and, yeah, good point. Yeah, they, they've already been they're, they're, they've already been set for what they'll do and uh, what and, they're being paid. And then he 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 definitely goes to dry land. He's like, I I cannot stay on this boat any longer. As it is, uh, my eggs late ache to to stretch and walk and move about on solid ground. And and you know, I mean, it's probably fair to say that we won't be leaving here in a hurry because if we leave it all then we've won so we probably won't be like running from anything right oh i like it when you're stormy when he gets to us like solid ground you know like sailors who've been at sea for a long time and they're used to like this way does he like get onto solid ground and then like topple over because it's like equilibrium is <laughs> uh, you can only get dex check yeah see how well you keep your balance on solid ground when you get there <laughs> now, uh, is that a dex check or an athletics or acrobatics check? Make it a dex check. Make it a dex check. Any of the above. Hmm? Oh, don't let him use strength. I will be using an athletics check. <clears throat> okay. okay. But I won't rage for it. <laughs> oh. Um, I, want, I want to see Stormy rage walking down the dock. <laughs> <laughs> like, like going all like... Bushwhackers coming down the center stage. Uh, so I rolled a 16, so that would be a 25. No, Jesus. All right. You, you, yeah, you're used to dry land almost immediately. It, it's a comfort to you as soon as you step foot on it. You feel solid and assured. 
Boo. Right? Mostly probably because I didn't try to adjust myself to the motion of the boat. I just uh, stayed by just the boat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the docks are extremely busy. Uh, there are people running to and fro, people hauling goods from ships uh, and then onto ships and into warehouses. And uh, You don't see too many shops here, though. Uh, if anything, you see a couple of food vendors um, feeding the people who are on their breaks, uh, people selling drinks, uh, but that's about it. Everything is being sold in Gauntlet Grim. Uh, Stormbearer will go get a beer or ale or whatever it is while for the everybody else to figure out what they're doing. All right. He will. Uh, he will as you go in to look around for for a drink, there's some bearer. Uh, two uh, kids run up to you in kind of in tattered street clothes, and they start pulling on your uh, your sleeves and armor there. And they go, "Hey, hey, hey! You're new in town. Do you need a, you need someone to show you around? We can show you where to go. What are you looking for?" I look for nothing. Right now, I am heading to that vendor, and I will drink ale. And the kid goes, ah, okay, well, if you need any help, just shout, and Cecil will come. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if Stormy shouts at anything, somebody will come running. Well, <laughs> usually, the, usually the other way. <laughs> hey, Stormy. Possibly they uh, can start to follow with religion. How's your coin pouch? Hey, Stormy, what's your passive perception? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen is my passive perception. All right, I'll get a roll. Stormy's going to commit atrocities Ooh. against children in this place. <sighs> Nineteen plus two uh, is going to be twenty-one. Stormberry, you make your way to the beer vendor. <laughs> you reach out for him, he comes over, asks you what you want, you tell him a beer or an ale. Uh, and he says, fine, two coppers, and you reach for your coin purse, and you find it gone. <laughs> All I can picture is the rock from Scorpion King, like his fucking bag of rubies. <laughs> huh. It's gone, eh? Carl the trickster spirit, gotcha. Uh yes. oh God, he's gonna kill a child. Let me see. Atrocities I mean, incoming. Uh, These kids probably had it coming. What is the uh So, 10 or higher is a good outcome? <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Annie, 11, 11 or higher. Right. From so, 1 to 10 is bad. So, a natty 1? <laughs> worst outcome. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I'm guessing there's going to be some head. infanticide uh, going on here. <laughs> Uh, all right. I guess. Uh, do I remember which way they ran off? <clears throat> Only a perception check, please. A perception. Oh, come on. Right. Roll high. I just want to watch this this follow through. This is going to be... Uh, 13, 18. 
18. Holy crap. Yeah. You see the kids running through the crowd, uh, making their getaway. Okay. Um, one moment. I will be back with the money. And uh, all right, I'm going to need a series of <laughs> athletics checks, please, to catch these kids. This is Andre uh, the Giant and Princess Bride. Everybody, so, so, so javelin. I mean, I just want to let you know, my base movement is 50 feet. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are 20 yeah. feet. Fucking. Uh, I'll lower the DC a fair chunk. All right. That. Okay, so oh, first athletics check. Like football. <clears throat> So what is this? Just trying to get through a crowd of dwarves or? Crowd of dwarves and humans, a couple of gnomes. Like, I'm pretty sure I could just step over them, but okay. Uh, (laughs) First athletics check. Uh, That is going to be 28. Roll the 19. Yeah, 28. Fuck yeah, you blow them out of the water four steps and you've caught up to these kids. They look behind them and you're just looming there. They don't even realize that like you had moved. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say you immediately can catch these kids uh, as they don't realize that you've noticed that your purse is gone and that you've moved towards them. You can just grab both of them up by the back of their, their necks if you want. Yeah, probably. Probably by their heads. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Let's just right over and pick them up. What do you want to do with him? Uh well, I mean he he's gotta to check to see if Carl the trickster spirit is inside of them, and the only right. way to do Shake that him. is to open the rib cage, right? Shake him. Right. Shake him. Shake the spirit <laughs> up. I will hold them up. Like in the air. So I'm what nine feet? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my arms would say an average what four? How, how does that how does that work? Half my height? I think it's I think it's a third or a half. I think it's third. So I think it's full half. They're going to be like thirteen feet up in the air. <laughs> yeah, they're kicking and screaming, but they can't get away from me. And I'm going to roar. You have stolen from Gallic Stormbear Ungalo, Kraken's Bane. And for that, you will be punished. And I am going to... uh, I'm going to one hand two kids, right? I could probably do that. Get them by their shirts. Yep. Um, and I'm going to bring them to the town square or whatever, <laughs> like an open patch around there, right? Yeah, as you're I, doing this, uh, the kids are going to start screaming out for help. Uh, and two dwarven guards are going to make their way over to you. <laughs> and they're going to go, what seems to be the problem here? And they, uh, they, they slowly tilt their heads back to to look up at you. Ah! Good! Witnesses. Such crimes should not go unwitnessed as the punishment is carried out. Bring me a stump! And uh, he's going to 
not his great sword, but he's going to pull out his battle axe, right, and hold it in front of the kids. They have stolen from uh, me. Yeah. Thieves okay. lose a hand, right? And they will be punished. Uh, thieves do lose a hand. When you say that they have stolen from you, the dwarf gives a resigned nod, and he goes, the law is the law. And he says, bring them with me. And he is actually going to lead you uh, in towards town a bit, uh, where they have uh, like a gallows set up, uh, but they also have a huge wooden chopping block that you can see is stained dark uh, with, you assume, blood. Uh, and an indent of where an axe is laid uh, has been dug into it several times. Uh, and the kids are going to start begging and pleading uh, for this not to happen. Uh, but uh, the guard will come over to the kid. He searches the pockets, uh, and he takes out four coin purses, one of which you recognize is yours, and three smaller ones that are not yours. Uh, and the guard goes, you caught them. These are yours. Uh, and he's going to give you all four coin purses. I need not the belongings of others. <clears throat> Perhaps. He says there's no way to know who they are. The reward is yours, or you can donate it to a church. Then give it to whatever is in need. Right. Oh, so he has a couple of kids with one hand here, shortly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to raise my arm and be all like, "Is there like a like a charity for like one-handed children around here or something?" <laughs> <laughs> there probably is. Though, so, uh, but yeah, he's going to lead you over to the the chopping block uh, and ask if you want to cut or if he should. I will. For right. I am he the slighted one. Rope holes. He has two rope holes for their hands to go in. He binds them up in there for you, and you can chop their hands off. How big is this block? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> probably twice the size of the children itself. So All right. Do beheadings here as well. Okay. Now, now it's only like one arm per child for a total of two hands, or is it like both hands for both kids? Both hands on both kids. Oh, the shit. Both of their hands. They don't just lose one hand? Yeah. Nope. No. They're going to be they're gonna be wiping their butts with stumps. I turn to the dwarf. As this is, I am the one who has caught them. I am the one who was slighted. I am the one who determines the punishment, yes? He says, yes, till you are satisfied. All right. He's going to stand in front of them. He's going to pull up that, you know, his battle axe. He's going to take a sharpening stone. And he is going to, you know, he is going to draw this out. <laughs> one of the kids is just bawling uncontrollably. The other sits there glaring at you angrily, just daring you to cut his hand off. Right. He is going to draw this, and, and then he is going to take careful measure. Right. And this is a long way down for him, I'm guessing, because it's probably a dwarf block. Yes. Yeah, you're, you're probably, like, <laughs> like taking a knee, like, doing this in front of them. What, um, what species are the children? Are they, like, dwarves, gnomes, humans? They look like gnomes. Okay. Oh my god, it's so even further down. On a stool just to reach the block. Yeah. All right. You have spirit. All right, Stormbear. 
You have dedication. But still, such crimes cannot go unpunished. It is unfortunate you were caught. Um, and then he is going to swing. Unfortunate, they stole from you. <laughs> he is going to swing, uh, but taking his careful consideration, his uh, aiming and all that, his intention is actually cut the front of the chopping block off and not their hands. I, I don't know this, so I'm going to ready, like, a healing spell, because I don't want there to be, oh, like, right. another Green Dragon episode coming up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know, he made a little appropriate right here. <laughs> roll into what? An attack, please. Okay. Um, so roll a one. Reckless attack. <laughs> <laughs> That way I get advantage. And the block has advantage to attack you back, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and I've then seen can, that before. Can I do this? Oh, uh, yeah, if it's a... Uh, oh, I can't do the... Uh, I can't do the cleave, though, with a battle axe. That's the problem. Oh, well. That's too bad. But it had so much extra damage. Seems like a perfect thing for a battle axe to do. Yeah, but the battle axe, the cleave is for a heavy with the great sword. The battle axe uh, is, yeah. Uh, I I still have the um, I still have that sword or sword, uh, the great axe that I yours is the undead one though. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Just roll me the attack. Ha 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 ha. Ooh, good thing I went with uh, Reckless Attack. Natural oh, one. I've got a... I'm just going to take a picture of it here and send it in. Do, 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 do. I don't know which one rolled first, but there's a Natty 20 and a 9. <laughs> oh. All right. So you are able to swing down, cleave off, a solid, like, half-inch chunk of uh, the front oh, I, end of this block. I, th- I think I'd inches, probably take a little uh, more, a, a little bit more than that. I think th- I think with a natty 20, that's right at their fingertips, and I'm cutting the rest of the block in half. Do you want me to roll the damage? I actually cut their fingernails. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I had made it that way because that was at the end of their fingertips, because otherwise their whole hands are basically over the block. <laughs> yeah. This is a show of precision. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, you were able to take off just the smallest amount in front of their fingertips as your blade comes down and splits just the it. Tip? Uh, and both kids scream uh, in terror and kind of clench and close and look away uh, before it goes silent. And one of the guards bursts out laughing. Uh, and the kids both look up to see that they still have their fingers. What do you want to say to them? And and hands, right? <clears throat> yeah, and hands. Don't worry. Yeah, everything's still attached except for a chunk of wood. Those hands, <clears throat> they are swift. You are deft. Perhaps you could use your skills for something better than thieving from the people in the in the commons. Perhaps this and the guard. Wasn't scared of you. Okay, fun. 
can find you. Perhaps someone who can help you more and put you on a path of goodness instead of the evil that you are following. And I turn to the guard. Uh, they have been punished. <laughs> and that's it. Good thing, good thing they wore their brown yeah. pants. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so, the guard will give a little chuckle, wipes a tear away. Because uh, he enjoys this. He enjoyed it. Uh, and he says, if you are satisfied with punishment, then the crime is over. Uh, and the boy who wasn't scared of you, or at least tr- pretended to be tough, yeah, uh, turns up to you and he says, you looking to offer us a job? Wait, say that again? <laughs> are you looking to offer us a job? And this is a gnome? <laughs> a gnome child? A little gnome. Gnome child. We can teach them an education. Oh, God. We can teach them a knowledge. Ollie is creating the Ollie school. (laughs) When Ollie has taken over the world one child at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, He'll lay down two gold on uh, on what's left of the chopping block. Okay. My life is no place for a child. But take that. Perhaps you can learn something and make something of your life rather than stealing. You would not last days or or hours if you were to travel with me. By the gods, I would probably step at you by accident. The guard gives a little whistle in, like, astonishment. Uh, the kids are going to look up confused before the woman that wasn't scared of you uh, gives a quick little, thanks, mister, and he takes the coins, uh, and they're going to bolt off into the crowd. All right, they'll probably keep up their life of crime. Oh, yeah, probably. That's unfortunate. Um, before, uh, before they dash off, though, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to use yep. uh, press digitation to uh, okay. put uh, two marks on their back that says thieves. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Just to uh, just to tag them into a crowd. I'll be like, yeah, it'll it'll last for an hour. You know, no big. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Ollie and Dusha, you guys, um, I think, are still on the ship. Yep. Or are you going to be coming in to sh- uh, to shore as well? And are you bringing the mirror? Well, we the always... mirror was with Mort. Isn't the mirror... The mirror is in the colonel, is it not? Yeah. Can you hear or us? Or did we have it in the storage hold? Yeah. No, yeah, I, no. I can still hear I you. I thought you had it in the storage hold. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was in the secret compartment. Uh, we'd pulled it out of the colonel. Uh, oh, you can have the colonel swallow it if you want. Yeah, we can. Well, there's no point if we try to get the uh, the goods out of it. Well, no, but it's safer to travel that way than having that mirror under your yeah. arm walking everywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I don't know if you remember what else is still in that mirror. All of the things? <laughs> you got to know the word. Unless we break the mirror and then everything comes out at once. Plan B. 
I, I think it was like plan. No, it was plan C. It was plan C. <laughs> um, what if instruction, if any, do you give uh, um, the people left on the boat? Uh, because otherwise, uh, if you just leave them, they'll take care of it. Uh, they'll keep the ship as safe as they can. Uh, and they'll remain in harbor to wait for you for a while. But how long do you want them to wait for? Well, we've got the the sending stones now. Oh, yes. Uh, basically, I want to know, how long do you want them to wait if they don't hear back from you? Forever? Before they just do move on with Do not fucking take line. my boat. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Russ has a good two, three hundred years in him. Yeah, Russ ain't got nothing better to do. Well, it depends yeah. on the type but, of trees. Uh, like, for thousands of years. They're going to need uh, money, food, uh, something to, well, I guess they're taking care of the ship. But uh, I throw 100 gold down. For before you take them, before they leave. Well, they want them to uh, do, like, taxi service while they're in port to make extra money. They run people up and down the river. Yeah, they could also just work here. You could say, I don't know, because you need someone to stay with the ship. Yeah, they could run it as a, a service up and down the coast. We uh, we also have those supplies to sell as well. That's in the mirror. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, I thought everything in the mirror, mirror we were selling right? in Gauntelgrim, not in this. Yes, show. we're not selling it here. Is this leading us to Gauntelgrim? Yeah, you sell it in Gauntelgrim. Okay. Are you going to rent a coach to take you up to Gauntelgrim? Well, I mean, I probably will have to. Otherwise, I'm going to be, like, slowing down the group. Stormy isn't going to fit in a coach. They have large coaches. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. They can most certainly uh, deal with Stormy. They're used to carrying large amounts of good goods to and from. Large farm animals. So I mean, is, like, uh, Ollie and Stormy going to get shoved into, like, a cargo hold of, like, a <laughs> carriage? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they'd have stuff for bigger um, people, yeah, or creatures and animals. Uh, but it is ten gold. It is a ten gold uh, payment for a cart to take you up to Gondolgrim. All right, but like like a like a no frills one, right? Like we're not looking for like yes. peanuts and hot towel service and all that shit. No, ten gold. To, I better uh, get that. <laughs> What, what was that, Dave? I said for 10 gold, we better get that. Mm. I agree. Mm. We uh, we may get, like, sleeping accommodations for the four days that it takes us to get up there. Mm. Well, but yeah. we're getting off the boat. I'm fine with the people doing, like, a shuttle service, but I'm going to take, like, all of, like, my books and literature with me, so I'm going to be, like... All puffed up, just like covered in papers. You, you remember you've got a bag of holding now. Yeah. Oh yes, that too. As much as I do. <laughs> Five hundred pounds. Some of them need to stay close to my heart, though. Aw, weirdo. I mean, for another twenty-five gold, we can just buy our own wagon. You could just buy your own wagon, but it won't carry me. You have to buy some horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I could always become a horse and pull it. <laughs> <laughs> I say we walk. It's it's not gonna. It might no. It's not gonna cut any any time off, really. 
it's no, like it's we... pretty much just for convenience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's walk. Sure. Why not? Me and Stormy are too busy to actually too. like make any time. You will not get a dusha. I'm. Uh, I'm just gonna double check that we still have our thunder and lightning costumes, and we still have that uh, that letter of invitation uh, to come and visit Gotham. Oh, yes, you do. Yep. All right. Yeah. So preparations made. You guys can set out on your Gauntlegram. Before you get there, is there anything you wanted to do for prep? Like, do you want to be in disguise the whole way? Um, is there anything you want to keep, like, a lookout for? Or do you want to chat with anyone in the area about what's going on? Anything like that. I mean, maybe uh... general conversation. Not, not like specific chat, but general conversations with people as we, as we travel to, to try to get a, yeah. an idea of what the, the atmosphere is going into Gauntlegrim. Mm-hmm. All right. So you will learn that, um, Gonsalgrim is a, a, a bit in dire straits. Uh, a lot of the city is going hungry, which is why they, uh, uh, are importing so much food. Um, they're not exporting uh, as much gold or diamonds as they used to be, which is becoming a bit of an issue for some of the local jewelry merchants. Um, all of the gold and diamonds seem to be used up for something at the castle. Uh, and for the first time, Gontagrim is actually importing uh, those things as if they don't have enough of it. All right. So we were we were discussing the. Uh, the what's it? Uh, the, the general atmosphere in Gruntalgrim. Uh In Gruntalgrim. Yes. Uh, all right. So, yeah, as you ask around. Uh, yeah, trade has been really weird. They're importing gold and diamonds. They're not exporting it like they normally do. The people are going hungry, uh, and they're importing a lot of food. Uh, a lot of the city has gone poor, uh, and average, you know, the average worker, the average miner, um, isn't doing so well. Uh, and the demand for, uh, more and more to be done from the king has been driving people to work to uh, exhaustion and even death. Uh, people have been going missing. A lot of the merchants um, uh, have stopped doing trade just altogether with Guntelgrim. I mean, there still is quite a bit of trade. Uh, it's, it, there's money to be made, so there's always going to be someone doing it. Uh, but a lot of the more reputable uh, merchants have dropped away from Gauntlegrim, citing it just being too uh, volatile of a place to do business. Uh, and Gauntlegrim is not very hospitable to outsiders uh, lately. Uh, unless you're bringing in something they want. Wait a minute, we're outsiders. But we're also bringing we in something that they want. That is true. Wrestling. <laughs> wrestling and fruit. That's right. When they're starving, wrestling makes it all better. Hey, can, keep I them entertained. Of I can teach the masses. Are you not if entertained? If a guy eats for a day, teach him how to grow an orchard. They eat for life, but it's going to take like 10 years. Are we going to teach him how to wrestle? 
Yeah, and then they just teach the people the losers. Hey, I like that. That's right. The zombie fight club all over. <laughs> Stormbearer would right. like zombie fight club. Zombie fight was great. Uh, but you guys will make your journey uh, to Gontogrim. Uh, you can talk with any of the merchants. Most seem fairly friendly. Some with uh, their guards uh, will avoid you. Uh, you can see a lot of... Uh, uh, sorry, you don't see a lot of, like, palanquins being drawn to and from. You don't see any nobles. Uh, you see quite a few uh, armed guards, both in the style of different mercenary houses and uh, different, uh, or sorry, like, uh, Gontelgrim city guards uh, used to patrol this area. Uh, you won't see any theft. Uh, arguments are broken up quickly. Uh, at one point, you see, like, a carriage lose a wheel. Uh, and everyone around the area helps push it over to the side while they get it fixed. Uh, and it all looks like this is a well-oiled machine. That they're just, they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, and despite all the trouble in Gontogrim, they're just going to keep doing it. Uh, and you guys will take your journey to the cave entrance of Gontogrim. Uh, you will see a, a large dark mountain against the back of the sky. Uh, forested sections to either side have been cleared away uh, from the main road, uh, but, but there's a fairly uh, dense packed forest uh, in the area. Uh, you can see uh, smoke rising up from different places. Those will be logging cabins uh, where they well, harvest logs. Uh, but when you arrive to uh, the edge of the base of the mountain, uh, you can see uh, not a makeshift uh, city set up, uh, it does look like they've built permanent structures, uh, but it doesn't look like anyone really stays out here except for a temporary shelter outside the city while they're moving goods in and out. Uh, but you can see two large towers built up out of the base of the mountain, surrounded by, um, or between them, uh, is a large archway with two massive, and I mean large enough to fit probably an ancient dragon through, uh, style uh, metal gate or or like um, gate doors uh, covered over uh, with the depictions of two dwarvish deities that we could have more to roll for to check. Uh, but he is, uh, he's vanished Can I on look us. into the deities? Yeah, absolutely. Do I know who they are? Depends how you roll. Well, it is a 24. Do I know the gods? Uh, yeah. Give me a second here. I'll pull up. Uh, it is... I'm guessing Dumathoin? Dumathoin? Dermathur? Adorned with icons to the Mordish... Morandin Salmon. Dwarven Pantheon and Dwarven... Morandin. Morden Salmon. So let me spell that for you. I wrote Morden Salmon. Just wrote it the way it sounded. Close enough for me. <laughs> uh, Alright. Um, Morden? 
Morden Salmon. M-O-R-N-D-I-N-S-A-M-M-A-M. A-N, sorry. Nice of you to join us. Sorry, guys, I didn't know that you were all waiting on me. <laughs> we haven't been. We just kept going. Oh, did you? Yeah, we just carried on. We're, we're at the gates of Gontelgrim. Yeah, We were going to use you to identify Dwarven gods, but it's okay, Ollie got it. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I was here the whole time. Yes. Uh, Borodin um, is one of those creatures, by the way. Uh, those are the... Uh, He's Moradin is the greater god of the Moradin Salmons. Yes. Moradin Salmons are, are dwarf heroes that have be, either become gods or are just uh, like ah, respected. Okay, so it's not really the gods; it's heroes. Heroes. One of them actually did become a god. So let's find that one. And there's also the uh, the Delzoon Explorers. They uh, they first yes. created the maps there of uh, Gothelgrim. All right. So, yeah, you guys have arrived at the Great Towers and the Great Gate, uh, those two metal doors uh, that open the way uh, leading inside to the mouth of the mountain. You can see beautifully carved uh, stonework uh, along the floor, uh, the walls and the ceiling, well lit uh, by sconces of continual flames, uh, and people making their way in and out of uh, the building. But it looks to be slow going at the moment, as they have to wait for lifts to take them up and down uh, to the city areas. Uh, hawkers of wares are going to be coming up and through uh, all the people gathered about, offering drinks and food, entertainment, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and just by the, the the time that you guys arrive, unfortunately, uh, they won't be able to get everyone into the city at the time. Uh, so everyone outside is going to have to wait until morning uh, until uh, they can allow people in. Okay. Uh, but that is what we will have to call it. Uh, so let's do some finishing up. More to at what point do you want to get into a disguise to not be recognized uh, along the journey? So, uh, like, like once we started uh, working our way up the trail, uh, I was going to get uh, Dusha to kind of disguise me up. Um, we'll, we'll darken in my beard. Um, we'll give me more of like a merchanty kind of feel. Um, I'll yep. pack away some of my Just armor a, and stuff. You, you left when you were really, really young. Like, did you even have a beard going when you left? Like, well, I mean, I had, I probably had like, you know, a beard, you know, but what I didn't have like, like the ZZ top beard thing going. What if they like dye your hair black and give you dreadlocks? Do you think they'd recognize them then? They totally would not recognize me then. Well, it, the other thing I worry about is the, the glasses and goggles that you've manufactured over the years did you have any of those before you left or were those yeah. all done yeah my uh my father was able to invent something like this for me uh, in order to be able to teach me the ford and in our family trade and and what was it in the number of years that you've been gone oh i've, I've probably been gone a good you know 40 50 years now okay but I mean, but would that's, they be like an easily much. recognizable feature, or they 
rare but available. He's an albino with giant goggles and red eyes. Yeah. No, no, the the goggles as they stand now are my my invention. And they have like a bunch of other like little accessories and different things that can be spun and flipped onto them. So that I can do like up close uh, fine filigree work or I can do like um like shade darkened uh, working in front of a white hot forge all night kind of thing. Would somebody recognize in Gontelgrim that those are your goggles and no, tie them no, together? No, but the fact that I'm probably one of the taller dwarves and I'm pitch white skin and snow white beard are probably known. Yeah. So what you're saying is I'm going to need a lot of concealer to give you a tan. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm going to fuck some of it up with, like, dirt and everything, too. But in, in terms of, like, the hair, yeah, I'm going to want something that, you know, oh, yeah, mortally, uh, mortal, you uh, you missed the spot back here. It looks like bird shit all over the one side of your head. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to want to avoid that shit. And, and so, 40, 40 years dwarf-wise, it's more like he left, he left at 20, came back at 22 now, right? He's going to still be, his yeah. face is going to be recognizable. The the yeah. age, yes, but the memories are still like they don't fucking hold memories. So like Goliaths are different colors. We're like a bluey hue or purpley. Could we like color him that and then just pretend he's a young Goliath? <laughs> oh uh, except for most Goliaths can't grow facial hair or any hair as males. Yeah, it's that shit. You ain't shaving this. No. All right. I'm, so, I'm yeah, so you're disguised bit. most, uh, probably all of the journey then. So no one will recognize you. Yeah. But badly. Right. Yeah. If if that was. Yeah. yeah. Like, a fake, show. like a fake beard <laughs> I'm, over I'm the that beard. Guy that, yeah. Very obviously is wearing a toupee kind of thing, right? Oh, and I have a toupee. Uh, <laughs> You have uh, Tushu, now that you're not casting Water Breathing Water Walk every morning, are there any spells that you would like to cast every morning going forward? Uh, let's check what my ritual spells are first. I think you should keep it up just in case there's a heavy rainfall. <laughs> right? Just in case we decide to go splunking or something. Well, that's the thing. Most, most, even uh, my my ritual spells, most of them don't last as long as that, right? Like those are those are two of the rare ones that you can actually do long, long stuff with. But I wish there were there were more spells like that. Um, Mage armor? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> No, no, no. I don't think I need that. Um, yeah, actually, there's one spell. It's uh, high level, but it is a ritual spell, and it's called Commune with Nature. And it allows me to know three facts about the natural features within three miles of us as we're moving, or uh, three feet, or sorry, 300 feet radius underground as well. Ooh, okay. So you get to know about the area that you're going through. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, huh. 
just to see if there's um, been any changes to the the nature of nature in the area. I guess you'd say. All right. You will get you will get um, this uneasy sense that uh, the nature of the area is being slowly perverted. Oh. I and it's will not because be of the Yeah, he's back. From yeah. outer space. Something is corrupting and destroying the nature. Okay. I'm betting you did not expect that. I did not. No, I mean Glenn. And I relay that. <laughs> As you get closer and closer to Gonfogrim, the feeling becomes stronger and stronger. Okay. There's something amiss. It's not right here. There's something wrong. Nature itself is screaming out that something is wrong. An elf is yeah, advising a dwarf. It's like that my entire childhood. No, that is not. This is a recent change. Oh. The air, the wind, the plants, right. the animals all say something has changed not long ago. All right. So we got Mortar, we got to show what you're doing. Um, Ollie, when you arrive at the location at Gontelgrim, the gates outdoors, uh, do you go and take uh, drawings and like writings of everything that you see? The whole area, all the walls seem to be covered in diagrams and religious uh, like pictures. Of course I do. Question. <laughs> All right, and you can do that. And uh, Stormbearer, along the way, is there any prep that you want to have uh, readied? Like, is there anything you want to do on the journey or once you arrive to the outskirts of Gontelgrim? So once we're standing there on the the outskirts of, uh, of Gontelgrim, uh, Stormbearer is going to... He's going to step up to Mortor and... Uh, Maybe even kneel down uh, and put a hand on his shoulder. You have lost your clan. They're, you they're are right here. <laughs> you 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 are going. You're going back home, and hopefully, you will be accepted. But again, you will always be forever on now. A member of the Unglo clan. Do not go in there with fear, Mortor. Go in there with strength in your heart. And we will defeat and overcome everything underneath that mountain. And he just kind of pats him. And just keeps walking. You know. Goes <laughs> to the first person selling ale. Yeah. Um... Just as, as a side note on that as well, um, just due to the fact that the information we got from the dwarves before we left uh, Waterdeep about the uh, the elven ambassador and how quite obviously despised they are, my appearance alters so that I do not appear elvish in any way, not even half elvish. What are you going just to do? Uh, yeah, more human. 
Maybe fucking half human, half uh, half dwarven, kind of heavier set features. Okay, yeah, that works. Yeah, it's clever. A beard. All right, and I'll not, assume you're just like really that. Really as noble as fucking old mortar is fucking, but yeah. <laughs> All right, sounds good. All right, that is where we will call it for this week. And next week, you guys descend into Gauntlegrim and uh, see what we can, what kind of chaos you guys can do. Well, I'm I'm sure that there's no way you'll be able to properly prepare for the amount of tomfuckery no, we're about to no, get up there's... to. <laughs> also, when am... uh, when Seriously. when we're going up there, I want to I want to keep an eye out for um, like any kind of groups of like hired fighters, mercenaries. Uh, anybody that seems okay. to be moving on up the mountain there with us. So we've been sure. seeing. Yeah, you'll see several mercenaries, and actually, you're going to see one of the mercenary groups guarding the way as um, one of the ones hired by, um, like, from those captain's logs that you found uh, on the ship there. Ooh. What we have left of them. <laughs> uh. Connoted, yes. Yeah, so and, and we'll uh, yeah, <laughs> and we'll probably uh, discuss whether or not we want to roll in here as like thunder and lightning, or if we want to try and like snoop around, find a find a side door, you know, see if we can reconnaissance the place first and then come in after we get an idea as to what it all looks like inside. Well, we're we're stuck outside for the night because they weren't letting anybody else in. So unless we use your uh, your key of uh, dwarven sneakiness mm. uh, the, uh, to sneak in a side hidden dwarven door, we're kind of stuck outside for now. So you you yeah, mean my stuck outside before going into the mountain before the main cavern? Yeah, you're... you guys are still technically outside. Are you are you talking about my penis or the rod of lordly might? Oh, that's way too small to open doors with. Yeah, because I've also called my penis the rod of lordly might, so... I mean, they are dwarven doors. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Keyhole's not very high off the ground. Apparently not very deep. Me, Ollie, <laughs> and I would not fit. <laughs> like, not. Through, through a dwarven <laughs> secret passage? <laughs> well, you would, but you'd be crawling. <laughs> I don't know we if we know, like average dwarf is what like four five feet tall. Four. <laughs> Actually, that's a that's a good point. We might have to look at like polymorph for putting you guys in the mirror for a little bit. Do I have shrink? <laughs> reduce. Is it called reduce or is it shrink? It's called uh, reduce and enlarge. It's the same spell. Don't think I have that. I think that's a wizard spell. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I got nothing here about that either. Enlarge, reduce. Alrighty. I will... Yeah, reduces you to one size smaller, one size bigger, depending on how you want to do it. I mean, it's also a sorcerer spell, so. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And it only lasts well, for up to a minute. You all have a great rest of your weekend. Oh, 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 oh,